Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Stable Swap Talk, hosted by Shade Protocol. Let's take a listen. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Gonna be a fun one today. It's been many, many months of sitting on the Stable Swap announcement um, from all of the mathematical research that went into designing the the novel curve um, to today where we get to begin to talk about all the work that's been done and what this means for shape protocol, what this means for seeker network, what this means for the greater cosmos. Um, we've never seen a privacy preserving stable swap before. So this is a this is going to be a world's which will really dive into today if you haven't figured it out already q4 for shade protocol is where all of the products you know are coming live all the chips on the table where we really get to see if there's product market fit for this vision of DeFi with privacy this end game vision that if we want to build sustainable products you have to have privacy at the forefront of that um I, I think about all these conversations that have been happening on Ethereum and even in Cosmos with like Mev, uh, Mev being incorporated into, into layer ones themselves and this idea of front running becoming embedded into um, like all these different apps and products. And it seems, it seems like very ironic to me when we could just introduce privacy and make the whole system more equitable and fair for, for everyone involved. So I think that once the world realizes that there's this this suite of products all the way from lending and leverage and liquidations to staking derivatives to bonds to to trading and swaps once people realize that this exists in the cosmos and that there's composability and that you can easily jump into this private defi experience I think there's going to be no going back um so just super super pumped for Q4 and I'll I'll mute myself here and let Dalton and Fisco hop in. As they both remain on mute. <laughs> no, sorry, we're here. We're here. Uh, yeah, super excited to to kick off this conversation. Um, obviously, like Carter said, it's a first first ever for for the for the cosmos um, for everything that we've got going on in the specific decks. We're excited for a bunch of partnerships too that we've got coming down the line. So. Those will be those will be rolling out in the coming weeks, and then obviously you saw in that tweet we've got the white paper coming out that has some some good specifics on the on the math that we've been developing for this for this swap. But super proud of the whole team. Uh, we've been we've been really pushing to get this to get this out the door for you all. So we're excited for this at the end of the year here. Yeah, and the and the amazing. Oh, go ahead, Don. You're good. You're good. No, I was just gonna say the the amazing part about the the stable swap is it's really the first step in a larger in a larger strategy of like if you can build out stable coin liquidity there's this there's this whole other set of products tied to to money markets that starts to emerge and markets tied to synthetic assets and so it's it's interesting because when we when we set out to build all the shade protocol primitives you know specifically specifically silk there is this problem that emerged on the liquidity side and it goes something like this if you're a stable coin without you know significant liquidity tied to other stable assets to a degree um then there's like risks tied to the the stable coin and so 
when we looked at the available liquidity options on Seer Network way back in February of this year, we kind of said to ourselves, I think we have to build our own decks. In fact, I think we have to build our own stable swap because that liquidity, that capital efficiency, and those solutions don't really exist in, in on the market yet, locally and natively on, on Seeker Network. So I think uh, that's one thing that maybe will come as a surprise to people that this DEX has actually been in development since February of this year. So this is not some like short-term whip together a DEX. This is like uh, an 11-month, you know, 10, 11-month vision, um, including the, the stable swap and, and the research that went into that for multiple months in order to bring a DEX to market that wasn't just, hey, it's a DEX and it has private assets on it and private trades. That wasn't, that wasn't good enough for us. We wanted to bring a DEX to the market that actually improved on the capital efficiency of trades. So this means that we looked at Curve and we actually improved on the gas computation of Curve. This is literally a more efficient and faster product than, than Curve. Additionally, there's actually more flexibility on the design of the Curve than the Ethereum Curve product. Anyways, I, 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 I digress. I shouldn't, I shouldn't get too far ahead of myself here. It's just what I'm trying to say is this is, um, it wasn't enough just to add privacy to a DEX. We've always been aware of that. And so when this white paper gets released to the world, when this DEX gets released to the world, people are going to realize that this is a legitimate standalone innovation um, for DeFi, regardless of the privacy component. And privacy is really the cherry on top here with the um, front running immunity. It's just, uh, it's, it's a really awesome product. I think that uh, leads actually pretty well to the first question I was going to ask. We can jump in. There's some questions, Carter, I wanted to ask you to get um, elaborated upon just for the community here uh, so we can make this kind of into a conversation, walking through what's actually going on with the innovations on this, this uh, DEX. But one of the first things, since we're obviously built on Secret Network, how does the privacy preserving aspect of this deck specifically set it apart from other swaps that already exist in, in the ecosystem? Sure. So, I mean, are you talking ecosystem is in the larger Cosmos ecosystem or are you talking specifically Secret Network? Uh, l- larger Cosmos ecosystem. Sure. So the, the biggest one out of the gates is that Secret Network's mempool is encrypted, the layer one we're built on. So this DEX is completely front-running immune. Uh, when people like on uh, different chains, they can they can look at the transactions that are that are inbound. People can you know shift around the set of transactions within a block in order to extract value um, from the from the trader. In essence, this is a huge problem on Ethereum, and we're actually seeing within the Cosmos discussions around what if we commoditize. Uh, minor chapel value and give that value back to the layer one itself. Um, at the end of the day, though, that value is being pulled from the person making the trade and being redistributed as a monetary premium to the underlying L1 asset. And so the difference with ShadeSwap is that there's no, there's no like stealing of value or redistrib- redistribution of value in the form of front running because it's, it's physically not possible. When people look at the block explorer, whether they do that programmatically or, or like manually, the the body of the message of the trade um, is is encrypted in essence, and so people can't they can't you can't front run what you can't see. There's there's incomplete information because there's privacy, and so that simple fact alone creates a much more equitable trading environment um, for everyone involved. And actually. You know, moving in lockstep with that is the fact that Shade Lend will also be launching. So on Ethereum, the maker DAOs of the world, everyone's liquidation price points are publicly publicly visible. Um, with Shade Lend, working with Shade Swap, you're going to be able to take leverage positions, um, formulate you know these different trading strategies, and have total privacy around that. So there's going to be no copycats on your trading strategies. People aren't going to be able to hunt your liquidation price points people aren't going to be able to front run you. So as a whole, this is just the most equitable training environment that we, we can create for all the participants involved. And we believe that the security that is you know, provided within that environment 
will attract volume and end trading traffic and create a great experience for end users, which is what it's all about. Yeah, I think that's totally right. And I like how you point out the the privacy nature of secret network actually lends to security. Um, and that's outside of like just personal personal data ownership. That's general trading security, safety, efficiency that comes just through the privacy that we're getting uh, via building on secret network. So we're super excited for the privacy aspect of the DEX for sure. We have I, I think it's interesting too, even like the, we have this opportunity to do like today with stable coins, there's a lot of trading volume that happens on curve. Um, and so to give like large players the opportunity to rotate around their capital into different forms of stable coins with privacy, I think it's like a, it's like a really big deal for, for, for large players. Um, if we can build out all the key DeFi primitives and kind of mirror the utility of what's available within, you know, Ethereum's DeFi ecosystem, but have privacy attached to it, and we start to get large players' capital into this, this, this privacy DeFi ecosystem, there's really no reason to leave a, the, the feature set because privacy is fundamentally a better feature set. Um, so I, I think um, it's all going to come down to how much liquidity gets attracted onto the stable swap and how many users are willing to make the jump. We can make their lives as easy as possible by making that bridging experience and that first UI UX encounter as smooth and seamless as possible. That's actually why we're developing um, an entire standalone uh, bridging page on Shade Protocol that's going to be revealed um, in, in Q4. So we're aiming to be the de facto bridging hub on Seeker Network, just like Osmosis has its own standalone bridging kind of experience. Um, we're going to make a UI UX that's extremely smooth for for new users that are coming from the greater greater cosmos so um yeah anyways i'll, I'll pause here the other thing too is the we're gonna do a standalone video slash interview with the two researchers that built out the math behind the stable swap um my name is technically on that white paper as i was the original ideator of what the curve should be able to do and accomplish, but they were the ones that actually went and pulled off the, the math behind it. So um, really excited to get those two researchers, whether it be on a Twitter space or a YouTube video, walking through the precise mathematical innovations that have been, have been made with the, the novel curve that's gonna be on ShadeSwap. There's quite a few uh, pretty interesting things that we can do, just like you were saying, when we, are building out the full the full range of DeFi applications and allowing them to interact with one another. One of the one of the specific ones I wanted to focus a little bit on is Silk, since this is going to be a stable swap where we we have our own stable coin that will be the center of some of the things going on on this Dex in particular. Would you, Carter, expand a little bit on some of the benefits of? owning the stable coin as well as the DEX and how we can how we can mess around with with uh, certain things like partnerships and uh, just just the advantages that come with having a native stable coin on an on a DEX. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, to date in the cosmos, um, the the majority of DEXs use a governance token as the primary token that everything is is paired against. Um, and the the problem with this kind of strategy is from like a liquidity provider's perspective, there's more impermanence loss, the more volatility that exists uh, on like both of the assets that are involved, right? And so, you know, Shea Protocol, because we took this multi-primitive view of the DeFi rollout, we're going to be the first DEX in the cosmos that has its own native stablecoin as the primary token of the DEX. Um, and, and there's a couple of massive advantages to this. The first piece is the value accrual, utility, and adoption of Silk. Um, every Silk in circulation represents an interest fee that's ultimately going back to the DAO that gets redistributed to, to stakers. So the more Silk adoption there is, the more revenue that, that's driven back to the DAO and driven back to, to stakers. And by having Silk be the, the primary pairing for everything involved, we're also increasing the utility of Silk. When you lock up collateral on Shade Lend, you mint out Silk, 
you're going to have all these different trading pairs right at your fingertips, actually like one, literally one tab away, one click away from after you mint out Silk, you have all this entire trading experience. Um, this is the first time, or one of the first times, I don't think this is the first time, one of the first times, at least in the Cosmos, where your lending experience is one click away from your trading experience. And so I think this will bring like a massive amount of utility to Silk just intuitively from like a user story perspective, um, because you can put yourself in a leverage position, mint out that Silk, immediately trade it into whatever assets that you want to lever up on. And we actually have some potential leverage tools, looping tools that will come um, hopefully not too, not too long after the initial creation of Shade Swap, Shade Lend, and Silk. So that's piece one is revenue streams back to the DAO when you have your stable coin at the center of it. The second piece is the utility for Silk. And the third piece is from the liquidity provider's perspective. Um, the, essentially, there's, there's way less risk involved when it's a volatile asset tied to a stable asset versus a volatile asset being tied to another volatile asset when you're a liquidity provider. And because there's less risk involved, this means that the shade swap can emit less value to, attra to, to attract um, like more, more capital. It's a more capital efficient curve, so less emissions have to be spent to attract a corresponding amount of uh, liquidity. So those are, those are the three primary advantages. And then I guess from the like stable coin side, from the, the, the stable swap is gonna be amazing for Silk too. And for any of the other stable coins that jump in on the stable swap, because people can essentially like, let's say there's USDC, all right? People will be able to trade USDC for Silk for extremely low fee on the stable swap and then be a half step away from all of those other trading pairs. So, and on the other side too, Something like Silk could be traded out for USDC and then everywhere where USDC has utility in DeFi, whether it, whether it be back on Ethereum or on other Cosmos chains, as a, as, as a Silk user, you now have access to all of that by proxy of the stable swap pool. I think that's literally the most important part of the stable swap is whatever stable coins that jump in, everyone gains proxy access to all of the other utility that those stable coins have in, in DeFi wherever they currently live. So, Love it, yeah. And all of these things just kind of wrap back into our whole ethos of super high quality UI UX, super high quality, um, like just user and ease of, ease of use um, in general on all of our applications. So just like you said, being one tab away from like Silk minting and Lend, to be able to jump right to a DEX and take take your take your money and immediately be doing things with it, um, all in the same like beautiful UI UX, same experience, still wrapped in privacy, is is going to be super value valuable. So I'm really excited for what that brings to our, our users for sure. And not just and not just lend and swap. We've already launched staking derivatives and we already launched bonds. So and I I don't want to I don't want to like it's. It's worth a separate talk slash a different announcement, but the fact that uh, bonds are also one click away from lend, which is one click away from swap, will be playing a very significant role in terms of protocol-owned liquidity and how silk bonds are going to be utilized and how shade bonds will be utilized. So as you said, this is like unprecedented that we're having so many key DeFi primitives all within one click of each other and the user stories that it's going to unlock uh, is going to create some amazing value accrual for the protocol and for the users. Which also goes back into general protocol stability, whether it's, whether it's revenue or just increased utilization of Silk across all of our key primitives, which helps stabilize PEG. So there's just all sorts of things that are speaking to each other that are moving, moving stability and, and money around to increase, whether it's liquidity, stability, um, or just, just general usability. So... Every every product we launch, I get more and more bullish on the entire ecosystem that we're that we're building out here. But it's been it's been super exciting for sure. Uh, I had two two other notes here on things I wanted to touch on. And Carter, I'm curious if there's a direction that you'd prefer to go. But this the stable swap specifically unlocks some really cool opportunities for some key partnerships. So we could chat about that or. Uh, I know the white paper is not out yet, so maybe we want to wait a little bit to tease more specifics on the math, but we could also get into a little bit more depth on what our, what our math is doing exactly. 
but we could also just leave that for for in the future. Sure. I mean, we can we can touch on we can touch on both. So, um, we'll we'll start with the stable coins. Um, I I firmly believe that stable coins are one of the well, specifically stable swaps are one of the unique uh, DeFi protocols that actually like can pull projects together because ultimately stable coins strong together like isn't a meme. I think it's like an actual. It's a very it's a very genuine uh, effect um, in terms of more stablecoin liquidity aggregated against itself lends itself to you know, stronger arbitrage communities, stronger utility across all those stable coins. And like all those things are net positive for the respective projects. So at least for, for shade swap and the stable swap, we want to be the home for as many uh, stable coins as possible on the decks. Um, this isn't a dex just for, for silk uh, for the stable swap. We want, as many Cosmos projects to use IBC and bridge in their users and their stable coins and be part of this amazing stable swap uh, experience for the Cosmos. So we've done a lot of hard work on the BD side for the stable swap. And there's definitely lots of people that are pumped to, to jump in on a privacy preserving stable swap um, project wise. And so all I can say there is stay tuned stay tuned for for bd partnerships that aren't just like hand waving these are these are tangible emission based incentive based uh integration based partnerships and i'm excited to see how far we can go with the power of ibc as it pertains to this this uh this specific stable swap moving on to the math side of things so in essence, there's there's two really big innovations. The the first the first piece is is gas. So uh, Curve uses a bisect method for how it essentially computes. Um, I mean, like essentially, like a dex is there's an input and the output. Uh, input comes in, which is like asset A. There's some sort of computation that happens in you know magical math box, and then an output gets spit out. And the process for computing the output, there's like there's various different methods and curve uses something called the bisect method. And essentially we we looked into the various mathematical methods that could be used on a stable swap and found a method that was quite simply more computationally efficient and fast by a good margin. So when curve or any other stable swap project, anyone who's been looking at curve for inspiration. Um, we'll probably read the white paper and be like, oh, this is just like fundamentally more efficient math for how, how you compute the, the output. Um, so that's, that's something that like, this isn't like a secret network specific innovation or a Cosmos specific innovation. This is like a DeFi wide innovation because it's math, right? Something that everyone should celebrate when the needle continues to get pushed forward on the efficiency side. So that's a, that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal for DeFi. The second piece is we, we looked at Curve and there's really there's two components. The first component is like curve allows you to control like um, the flatness of the curve. And by what what, what I mean by that is uh, you can essentially like, concentrate liquidity around a specific specific part of the curve. And this is what creates this stable swap experience because when you have two assets that are pegged to the same asset, you can kind of safely concentrate liquidity within certain price ranges because arbitrage should keep it within that range safely and so it's okay to concentrate the liquidity there without completely messing up the imbalance and the thing with curve is that they're outside the once you exit um kind of this this flat region of concentrated liquidity the the tails on both both sides of the curve uh essentially have um they're identical they're they're symmetrical and so what we did is we looked at this and said, could we introduce additional flexibility where not only do you get to control the flatness of the curve and for how long, but also what if you had asymmetric control over both of the tails? You would essentially have infinite design, like infinite flexibility on how you want to design the, the, this curve. And so that is what Silk Swap, which is the official name of the mathematical innovation, is. Is it is a stable swap control, a stable swap curve where you have asymmetric control over both of the slippage tails. This has never been done before in DeFi ever. It's a brand new innovation. 
This allows for capital designing capital controls and biasing protections and slippage uh, towards one side of a pair or another. There's distinct advantages for this when we're talking about derivative swaps, where you can bias it towards the underlying L1 asset or the derivative. Or in Silk's case, you could design a stable swap curve that has those slippage tails biased towards Silk stability or towards Silk acquisition. And this is where, you know, ultimately, like uh, LP providers and whatever curves end up getting spun up, we're just trying to create as much flexibility for like the design of these these different stable swap curves. And so the advent of this curve allows for technically more than just a stable swap. I mean, this curve is flexible enough that it's also a derivative swap. It's also technically concentrated liquidity for not just stable assets. So we're the, the what this curve unlocks is like super freaking cool. And as more people look into what asymmetric asymmetric control of the tails unlocks, I'm sure there's there's guaranteed to be trade-offs with with how people view that. And so quote unquote worst case scenario, you can always design a curve where even though you have asymmetric control of the tails, you decide you decide that both tails should be symmetrical, right? So there, that flexibility is still there to go with the original curve implementation. Uh, the other really cool advantage of our curve is curve actually has a license, like a, a license tied to people like copying curve and whatnot. Um, and they've actually like gone after some other projects with like their licensing. And our math is completely unique and fresh and not like curves. So we also have really nice like legal protection of like we look to curve for inspiration but all of the math is done from scratch all the function calls all these things are done from scratch so we'll be referencing curve on ethereum quite quite a bit but i think it's also good to just like tee things off and let people know that it's 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 different different math so anyways that's um that was a bit of a, a rant on on the math side which can't and uh hark will be able to add more context to when we do the standalone researcher um discussion on the math innovation yeah again we'll get we'll get more in depth with all of the math and have have some graphics and a better better video and everything laid out for for you guys in the future here once we do that podcast but i think that was a super good sampling right there um some of the things that we're doing with the innovations on curve uh the new math is super exciting we're really proud of our team for putting in all that all the effort to to figure this out it's been a long time coming so we're pumped to be able to push out the white paper to you guys on the 1st of November. So that's coming soon. And between that and the video, you guys will be able to dig in and uh, get some more information on how exactly the functionality of the new swap is going to work. And then as we're leading up to the launch, we'll be discussing more partnerships and announcements around those. But we can, we'll also have just open discussion on, on forums, more Twitter spaces related to that. But we're really excited to see what the community comes up with too, with the new functionality with asymmetric uh, tail control. So there's, there's things that we haven't thought of that I'm sure are going to be great functions for, for other applications and people using the decks. So I think, Oh, sorry, adults go for it. Yeah. I, if, if you're good, Fisco, I got, I got a question for Carter here. So we we got a little bit into the weeds on on what the what the math is and how this thing actually functions and we'll definitely get more into the weeds when that white paper like Fisco said comes out on November 1st and and we can really do a deep dive into like what is actually going on um but I kind of want to bring it back to the community side of things really quick. So we briefly touched on this that all of these Cosmos stablecoins if they're hosted on this stable swap will be really, really uh, close to each other and users will be able to just go in and out. So I want, Carter, I want you to answer, what does this specifically mean to have all of these stable coins in close proximity to each other and accessible for Cosmos users? Well, I, I mean, I think you've, you've somewhat answered the, the question <laughs> yourself, but... <laughs> Adults, how about, how about you take a shot at it, to, in your opinion, and then I'll, I'll follow up after you give me a crack at it. So I'm answering my own question here. Correct. <laughs> All right. Um, well, in my own opinion, the, the answer to this question is 
ease of use and accessibility, like I said, for all of the cosmonauts um, that want to park their park their finances in stables. Um, and not only that, it's also privacy preserving and encrypted, right? Which we which we discussed a little bit earlier. Um, but it's it's going to be a safe haven for cosmonauts, cosmos ecosystem users to easily and quite quickly transfer stables to whichever they choose, whichever are listed on the decks, whichever stablecoin projects decide to to partner with with SilkSwap, which is the stable swap. But it's it's more so just like an absolute hub of liquid stablecoin liquidity for the cosmos and allows extreme use case for all of the cosmos users. Yeah, I think that's a phenomenal answer. And I think that people are always chasing yield and there's always like yield opportunities tied to stable coins because stable assets are are scarce and, and like hard to come by and define in many ways. And so I think the stable swap will be kind of the epicenter for people being like, oh, I'm holding a bunch of silk and I want to go change I want to go chase after this other cosmos stable coin DeFi yield opportunity. I go to the stable swap, I swap out seamlessly, easily for cheap and actually privately. My privacy is preserved that I'm like hopping between these different stable coins. And then I go chase that yield opportunity. And maybe I come back later and swap out for something else, right? So it's it's just it's this hub that provides, you know, like fundamentally the service that's being provided is we're allowing people to shape shift the different forms of their stablecoin to go and do what they they please with their capital assets. And we're giving them privacy while while they do it. And the composability of IBC and the bridging experience that we're we're creating on top of IBC in terms of like UI UX, I think is gonna make it like a first class experience. We we really aspire and are really um inspired by what Osmosis has done with their bridging bridging experience. And so we've been and actually the Terra Terra bridge as well. I know I know Terra gets obviously a lot of whack for what happened with UST, but they actually had some phenomenal apps and UI UX in their ecosystem. So we're really drawing on inspiration from some of these incredible Terra apps like the Terra Bridge, from the Osmosis bridging experience trying to unify these bridge, these bridge UI UXs and have them tie really cleanly into the, the stable swap. So. Awesome. Um, and you actually brought up a point which I will toss to you and you can either answer or not answer if you so choose. But incentives for stable swap users, um, silk holders, is there is there any plans in the works for incentives to be provided? Is there anything that people can potentially look forward to? Is water wet? <laughs> I I just figured I would I would uh, ask the question everybody wants to know, right? If if everyone like you said, users are always chasing yield and they want the best value for their own money, then I would assume <clears throat> cough cough that there will be incentives provided that should be quite lucrative for shade swap stable swap users but yes that's definitely uh it's an it's an accurate assessment um one of the things we're also want to be very careful about is ultimately liquidity without volume is money not well spent right because you're you're paying liquidity providers to bring a certain service and if that service actually isn't being used then you're essentially Overpaying for overpaying for the service, so very true. we have a very true. so we have a very distinct strategy for the incentives to you know roll them out aggressively in a very tightly scoped experiment, see how the market reacts to the product, and if the volume in relation to the liquidity provided is up to a certain place, then more chips will be put on the table, and if if volume is not you know up to par then chips will be pulled off the table potentially. So we're really focusing on volume as our, our metric for success, not necessarily liquidity, which is a very like controversial thing to say because TVL is the vanity metric that everyone is obsessed with when really it should be TVL in relation to volume that everyone is obsessed with. I think that's a really, really important point to emphasize in terms of viewing it from a protocol standpoint. If, if the protocol is spending money to incentivize users, but the users aren't providing volume on the decks, 
then what is the protocol specifically spending money on? Um, and sometimes it's a really hard question to ask and sometimes a hard pill to swallow as well, especially as a user, because you want the value for your own money. But there is also the protocol side of things as to where the protocol needs to make sure that they're getting ROI on the money that they're spending in terms of incentives, in terms of emissions um, being directed towards users. So I think it's, I think it's a really, really good direction um, that we're focusing on liquidity X volume. Um, not so much just specifically liquidity. And I know that you and I always say scoped experiments are the best experiments. And incentives, if we're going to have kind of a scoped experiment, quote unquote, I think it's, I think it's an awesome way to approach it um, in a very, very succinct and efficient way to approach it as well. Yep. And the cool part about this experiment is that we get to partner with lots of other projects, projects and teams on this. And so exactly. um, it's actually a lot easier to tell people, hey, like take, take the leap of faith on a very short term experiment and let's see what happens. Versus trying to convince people to, hey, you know, commit incentives to this thing into perpetuity, right? Um, the only reason someone should commit incentives to something into perpetuity is if the volume is there and they're getting their bang for their buck on the incentive they're bringing to the table. So I, I view shade swap and the table swap as this like very interesting experiment, but it, it's not without it's not without risk. And we're here to walk into that experiment uh, by tracking all of the data that's necessary, so we can make data driven decisions um, moving forward after a certain point as it as it pertains to shade protocols emissions, as well as partnering with other projects on the emissions that they bring to the table in order to create that highly liquid environment that creates the volume and the and the traffic that we all care about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before I hand it back to Fisco really quick, I will just say if anybody wants some alpha, you should go check the quote tweets on our on our most recent uh, tweet about the shade swap. And that's that's all I'll say. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I don't have anything else to, to cover for this space uh, specifically. I think we can definitely turn it over and maybe run through a community question or two and call it good. Yeah, most definitely. If, if we're open to that. Cool. Yeah. yeah if let's you got just... a question that you want to ask the, ask the team here, feel free to raise a hand or request to speak. And if we see that, we can bring you up. We'll do one or two questions before we call it. And I'll specifically tee things off of the questions. If it's a specific math-related question, we will have a separate Twitter space and or YouTube live stream <laughs> with the two researchers that had devoted many, many months to the math. So apologies in advance if we don't have sufficient nitty-gritty detail on some of those specifics. I'll do the best I can as a representative and as an interface with those researchers, but I can't promise you the full nuance that you might be hungering for. So just thought I'd... Preface that, preface that asterisk in advance. Cool. Well, yeah, like Fisco said, if you, if you guys have questions, um, not specifically related to math, but even if they are, uh, go ahead and request to speak and we'll bring you up. Um, looks like Red Eye has a question. We'll bring you up as a speaker. I think, I think you're on stage. Welcome. Hey, guys. Um, Loved hearing about uh, this stable swap. I'm super, super pumped for it. I've just got a quick question for Carter. Um, how do you guys uh, see the, this stable swap impacting the functionality of redemption pools for Silk in the future? Interesting. So, you know, redemption pools are essentially an opportunity for someone to mint out Silk um, without any slippage, right? Like you, you deposit, let's say, um, 100 fracks or 100 die into a shade redemption pool, and then you can mint out $100 worth of silk on, on the other side of it. So redemption pools are, are like the reason people would use that redemption pool is because there's, there's arbitrage opportunities between the redemption pool and on the decks. So I actually view the stable swap as like the, the deeper the liquidity on the decks, technically the stronger and more attractive like redemption pools become. Um, we've had to kind of table redemption pools uh, currently because we've, we've realized the risks of only accepting dollar stable coins when Silk is in fact not pegged to the US dollar. So when redemption pools go live, they're going to be um, reflective of Silk's underlying basket. 
And there's actually research being done as we speak to simplify Silk's basket from those 23 different assets down to something simpler with four, five, or six assets that have, uh, in the end of the day, has similar performance to that original 23 asset basket. And this allows redemption pools to come into play where people can deposit, you know, essentially like euros into the redemption pools, dollars in the redemption pool, gold in the redemption pool, Bitcoin in the redemption pools. Um, and people once again do that for, for the arbitrage opportunities. Um, and it's important that those redemption pools and the size of them reflect the composition of what Silk is actually, actually tracking. So we should have more details on that research coming out pretty soon. And the good news is that Silk's able to continue to grow its basket over time and improve its basket over time so the initial starting basket is not the end state by any means, but we do need to prioritize the stability of Silk over the, over the diversity of Silk's composition, if that makes sense. It doesn't matter if you have 40 assets that are being tracked, if you actually can't maintain the stability of it um, in, re in relation to kind of like the, the redemption pool, redemption pool schema. So hopefully that, you know, sufficiently answers the redemption pool question. We should have more research on that coming out soon. And I'm, I'm still very bullish on redemption pools. It's just, they're going to look a little different than dollar stable coins that accept dollar stable coins as deposit. There's actually going to be multiple assets that are accepted in there. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that update. And I kind of assumed uh, what you were saying with the deepened liquidity in the stable swap, the easier and I guess better UX, uh, the actual interaction with the redemption pools would be. Um, but thanks for giving that update. I really appreciate it. 100% great question. And man, we've been juggling a lot. I wish I had a chance to be more active on the forums. I know the forums have been a little quiet lately. So hopefully hopefully in Q4, we can kind of rev the forum engine back up. And I apologize in advance for not being more active there. It's just a product of juggling a lot behind the scenes, but updates on things like redemption pools um, I'm hoping to get some more details out about that soon and get more, more visibility on it. So it's not just a Twitter space. Awesome. Appreciate it, Red. Um, before I bring you up, Melch, so please stay requested. I'm going to read a question from the chat here. We have from, from Ghost, uh, from Whispernode. So Ghost is curious if on launch day, we'll be able to deposit collateral and then borrow against it to get some super secret DeFi degen plays going on. Lend and ShadeSwap will be launched extremely close together. The exact sequencing, um, actually, SBM would be best positioned to give an update on that. But I think um, I, my guess is that it would be DEX first and then Lend very, very shortly after. Like, it could literally be same day. It might be two days later. That's my gut instinct that you want to get those pools set up um, and Silk kind of like on the, on the DEX shortly afterwards. But... Once Shade Lend is live and Shade Swap is live and there's emission opportunities, there will definitely be room for, for leverage DGEN plays for people smart enough to kind of hop in and, and figure those out. Most definitely. Um, awesome. Appreciate you asking the question, Ghost. Uh, obviously, Privacy Maxi, so he asked it, he asked it in the chat. Um, I'll bring Melch up here. Uh, just again, him and Red, longtime standing community members. But uh, Melch, you are on stage. Welcome. And I hate asking my question after big brains like Red Eye and Ghost. So I'll, I'll do my best here. Um, I've got two. One is with such big products being delivered, uh, Swap, Lend, and, and everything else. I'm curious what the game plan is to attract that massive liquidity and, and volume that you speak of, Carter, like, uh, you know, the, the two top priorities, if there is a game plan, and, and then how does that get achieved? And then the second question would be, um, with the new stable swap, is there a partnership that you guys are like looking most forward to because of what it opens up? 100%. So, I mean, ultimately, volume comes down to users, right? Users are the ones with the capital. Users are the ones that are making decisions with their assets and those decisions generate trading fees, generate that volume. So what does it mean to attract, you know, in 20, in Q4 of 2022, in the middle of this bear market, what does it mean to get the entire cosmos to turn their heads and try out a new DEX, right? That is the question that keeps me up at night. It's the question that keeps Dalton up at night. It's the question that like is, have, have, has all of us up at night. and so. The real answer is like, man, we got to find a way to like, there's really two components. One, 
on day one or within the first 48 hours, there needs to be enough TVL that when users come, they say, wow, I want to try this. Like there's enough here that I'm actually willing to like take a shot at this, take a crack at it. Um, uh, the second thing beyond TVL is like the bridging experience. The bridging experience needs to be perfect. Um, I'm, I'm going to be frank here and say, I think Seeker Network's um, existing IBC experience is not up to standard with like something like osmosis. And so one of the things we're laser focused on um, this month, next month is creating this perfect uh, bridging UI UX to the best of our ability within the secret network constraints, because the first part of the user story of the stable swap is the bridging experience on the shape protocol bridge page. So that's step one, perfect bridge. Step two needs to be enough TVL that people are willing to take the leap of faith and use it. Um, step three, which is really before all of these things is the marketing marketing plan. And this is where Dalton has and, and Fisco have been working their hearts out on the BD side, where we essentially need to find all the key Cosmos stable coins, um, convince them to convince their communities to go and try out this product. Um, stables are stronger together. Our communities are stronger together. Um, so I think that marketing rollout plan, which is, it's extensive. It's very strategic. If all goes well and all the chips align, that should create uh, at least a moment in time where a lot of these stablecoin communities go and check out that bridge, go and see the TVL and give it a shot. So that's one, two, and three. Uh, the, the fourth step, of course, is yield. If there isn't yield waiting for you know speculators and users on the other end, then you haven't created a very compelling reason for people to try out the experience. So we have a strategy for that. At the end of the day, a combination of bridging experience, TVL, uh, yield and um, BD partnerships and marketing rollout. I, I might have repeated one of them, but that's the those are the four go to market components that we're pretty obsessed with right now. And as always, you guys are well ahead and thinking through each part. And I'm sure Austin's going to have a a great job and a fun time of many sleepless nights getting that UI UX right. <laughs> well, we've we've designed the 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 it's. The, the plan is there now, but yes, the, the front end team, they're, they're absolute heroes on this stuff. But I think what's been great to see uh, in office has been like, so essentially multi execute transactions really simplify user experiences. And so we're really aiming to have multi execute transactions be part of the bridging experience so that for users, we're talking, you know, two, three clicks tops in, in, in succession if all goes well. So, and that's cutting edge stuff because multi-execute transactions are like pretty much brand new. Like they're, these are like relatively new things as it pertains to incorporating into a UI UX. So I think we'll be bringing some first, first in class things to Seeker Network. And I think Cosmos people, when they go to shapeprotocol.io slash bridge, are going to be very impressed with their, their first experience, potentially with Seeker Network and potentially with Shape Protocol. So. Awesome. I appreciate you asking that question, Melch. Um, you're always asking quite quite deep questions. Um, so I think the the explanations that we give are always really, really intuitive. Um, but I did see someone have a question um, and they had requested to ask. I didn't actually catch your, your username, um, but maybe your question was answered as well or asked. Um, but if you do still have a question, please request again. Uh, more than more than happy to bring you up. And that goes for anybody else as well. Um, if you guys have any questions, um, please raise your hand. We will bring you up onto the stage um, and, and have a conversation here. We got time for probably one more question, too, if both of them are kind of shorter, um, but, but definitely time for one more. Nobody has questions. Oh, there we go. All right. Looks like Damon has a question. Um, I will bring you on to stage. You are on stage, Damon. Welcome. Yes, hopefully everyone's been doing well. Um, what assets are expected to be on ShadeSwap uh, upon initial uh, launch? Ooh. Um, so I think on the stablecoin side of things, we're not... I'm not going to be able to allowed to say those because some of those are tied to BD partnerships. 
But at least for the generalized shade swap decks, I think it's safe to say we'll be seeing Secret on there. We'll be seeing the staking derivative on there. We'll potentially be seeing some Secret Network app tokens on there. And then we'll definitely be seeing other major Cosmos L1 tokens on there. So the the atoms of the world, probably the Osmos of the world, like very, very high likelihood that we see um, those types of assets on the decks. Of course, stay tuned for official Twitter announcements of the specific assets. Um, but definitely a focus on Cosmos assets as that's where a lot of the, the trade volume is tied to. We're also very interested in potentially bridging over assets from Axelar. So potentially the ETHs of the world, the Bitcoins of the world. Um, but the, um, re- remains to be seen. Some of those things are still being explored on that front. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think I think like Carter said, uh, definitely going to be able to say that a focus on Cosmos assets that currently exist, um, large L1 assets, definitely going to be on the decks and prioritized. Um, but yeah, those those other assets uh, definitely in conversations um, along with Fisco in terms of BD. But uh, we can't exactly talk about any of those right now um those will definitely be reserved for another twitter space um another announcement things like that but damon appreciate you asking that question um we do have time for one more uh so if anybody has a question about this insanely innovative stable swap um please raise your hand and uh, we'll bring you up here you guys are all kind of stumbling into the or not stumbling i guess just asking the important questions but it's funny everything that we've that we've gotten asked so far ongoing like central conversations to to what we've been up to in the office here and and online but we've got some big things coming out of out of the liquidity questions the listing questions partnerships are all in in the middle of conversations and having a lot of things getting finalized so we're excited to be able to officially announce some of these things moving forward but also absolutely good good direction on the thought process for everything that we're in the middle of talking about too i i have another question this is this is a very common question i'm going to target this question at uh dalton because it's a it's a hard one um when when airdrop tied to bonds and why why was that why was that delayed yeah um so like everyone knows, um, we did have a 10% of the airdrop slotted to release when we did release Shade Bonds. Um, unfortunately, that was pushed back um, due to Secret Network upgrading the chain um, and kind of their whole Secret 2.0 mission as well. Um, but Secret did go through a chain upgrade um, and it changed a little bit of how everything functioned. And so instead of potentially launching the airdrop and either not having the UI UX completely perfect and up to standard and or actually not having it function correctly. Um, we decided to delay it and make sure that it's extremely well put together and perfect for users to, to go to and claim. However, um, I, we have been in talk with the engineering team um, and it is very, very close to being done. And so there should be an announcement coming very soon as to when you guys will be able to claim that 10%. Um, and then just know as well that the rest of the, well, not the, the full rest of the airdrop, but another extremely large portion um, that makes 10% look small is going to be available to claim when Silk, uh, Shade Lend, and Shade Swap go live. It'll kind of be a bundle um, that will be attached to those products. But yes, unfortunately, the the Shade Airdrop that was tied to Bonds uh, has been delayed. I know it's been a while since that uh, was supposed to come out. But it again, it, it needs to be perfect. There's, there's no excuses um, in regards to user experience. And so just know that it's, it's damn near done. Uh, and, and I will be able to, to give a date um, very, very soon. Nice. Thank you for that answer. And to add on to that a little bit, um, there may or may not be a very interesting bond. Oh, I didn't, is, know we were, I didn't know we were talking about that. I, <laughs> <laughs> that goes out side by side with the airdrop bond. I don't know if that's fully confirmed yet. So that might be some inverse alpha that doesn't come true, but 
potentially very exciting. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know if it's fully, fully um, doable, but there would be an opportunity for a bond that would go out with that airdrop um, amount that would be quite interesting. And, and actually, I don't know if it's ever been done before, to be honest, a bond offered for that. Oh, that would be that would be a first. Man, we're we're playing games here. We gotta stop. <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. Uh, that's all I got for today. I gotta roll out right now. But really appreciate you guys hosting and for for everyone that that tuned in. Stay tuned for that November first white paper and all of the additional content that's going to be coming out about Stable Swap. We're super excited to get these products in the hands of the users, and none of this is possible without you guys. So just appreciate all the the love and support for this team and for this protocol during the bear market. Um, I know, I know products haven't, you know, miraculously appeared and launched themselves and that this has been, you know, a journey since February of this year, but it's all a culminating in Q4. And so it would, it would help us out massively if you guys, you know, just spread the word to your other Cosmos friends and all the different L1s spread the word about shape protocol Invite them to join the community. Invite them to join the Telegram and Discord. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun in Q4. So, Yeah, absolutely. It, like, like Carter said, um, community is everything. And, and these products sometimes can seem a little daunting um, or maybe a little just, I guess, hard to understand, um, complicated. And so if you guys have questions, please, in the chats, in our Telegram, in our Discord, ask whatever you guys want to ask. If you're in other ecosystem chats, um, please have conversations about what this would mean for the other communities and and how they can benefit from using it uh, and how we can help them in in using it. But uh, yeah, as always, thank you guys for joining. Um, thank you guys for listening to us talk about what we're building. We're super, super bullish um, and we're excited to, to kind of have everyone along on this journey. Um, but again, as always, follow us on Twitter, uh, shade underscore protocol, follow silk on Twitter, uh, silk underscore stable. That's the official account for silk. Um, and then also our telegram, our discord and, and everything like that is linked on our shade protocol, Twitter bio as well, but appreciate you guys so much. Um, and like Carter said, uh, be on the lookout for the white paper on November 1st, and we will see you guys next week at the same time. And remember, there's plenty of room in the shade. There's plenty of room in the shade. <laughs> Love it. Bye, Thanks, guys. guys. Have a good one. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Stable Swap Talk, hosted by Shade Protocol. Recorded on Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Waking up like a basement dweller Stepped out the door and heard racists yelling 2020, what an ugly shit show Staring at the fucking rig roll from the get-go Looking outside, the whole state's on fire The fuck do you expect when you embrace the liars And replace the writers with AI just like us Emaciated models killing bright birds First in, last out, picture me rolling The worst time to cash out, so what you holding? The Merc's gonna cash cow, country stolen Drooling over chicken like the goose is golden Trying to be so full Spitting that molten Lava from the bottom of the caldera I'm hot and gonna put it in a bottle And offer it to the god who hit the gas full throttle Blasting off in a rocket The many people who will, will see things happen to them That are in their favor So someone's looking over me That's a, that's a fascinating phenomenon When that happens And when you analyze those situations, what you find is, is that we as humans simply have a profound inability to understand statistics and probability. Stitching these writings, living that life like, who would have guessed you turn out this nice, right? Avoiding stress, that's the motherfucking secret. Print that shit on a motherfucking leaflet. I'm just an asshole hooked on the bricks. Looking at the rectangles, damn, they kinda thick. We've gone through a whole lot of kings here. Cut 
flying off heads just to bring cheer. Getting all fired up, Tiger King, line them up when you give an arm and a leg just to try the junk. On some first time buyer's luck, Alexa, set a reminder and remind me to buy a bunch. And put your hands up if you fuck this year. And keep them in the air if you're picking up the spare. And put your mask on just to go outside. Looking at the planet about to downsize. So, climate change will not make Earth. Basically, every other coastal city that we've spent thousands of years building uh, in the, since the dawn of civilization. Terrible spaces. <laughs>